Good morning to everybody. Sorry that we can't meet outside today, um, but uh, we'll make this our indoor-outdoor chapel. So uh, please follow the order of service and uh, note the hymn verses. The hymns are all printed for you inside. Rejoin, please join me responsibly in the prayer for Tuesday morning. Ever faithful God and Father, to you be praise and thanks for all your goodness that you have permitted me to rest under the shadow of your wings. Grant that today also I may be awakened in love to you, that I do not desire to live but in you through faith in your Son, Jesus Christ. Sanctify and bless the labor of my hands, and deliver me from all danger and harm. Spread the wings of your mercy over all people and rescue everyone from destruction. Calm the many troubled hearts in our society. Grant wisdom to those in positions of authority that peace and justice may prevail in our land. Cause your holy angels to protect those who serve our citizens. Stir up faith in our hearts that we may see our fellow man as those worthy of the blood of your Son, who has purchased salvation for all people. Have mercy on all in every estate and condition, and make an end of all wickedness and offense. Help all who are in need, be gracious to us all, and give us your peace in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated for our next hymn.
devotion for today is based on the words of Psalm 1. You'll find printed on the front of your bulletin. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. There sure are a lot of different ways that we categorize people. Uh, think about all the different ways that we segregate and categorize different people for different talents or abilities, age level, sometimes by where they're from, how they talk. There's a lot of different ways for us to sort of make categories. It's interesting in this psalm and throughout the scriptures that God really has only two categories for humanity when he looks down at us on the earth those who are the righteous and those who are the unrighteous. Now, all of us are full of sin, of course, by ourselves unrighteous before him. And yet, through faith in his Son, our Savior, he has those in this world who are his righteous, those who are his believers, uh, who love him and love his word, and so on. And uh, Jesus expressed the same distinction, the same category, uh, categorization of the, of the two groups, if you will, when he said, he who is not for me is against me. There's no middle ground. Uh, you're either in the church of believers um, where faith has been given, or you are in the group of the unrighteous. And this contrasting psalm uh, really puts these two groups together. We often see this in the psalms, uh, where they will, will, will have kind of two sides spoken about back and forth. The unrighteous God equates them to being the most empty, irrelevant waste from a plant, the chaff that the wind drives away. Now, you and I, when we eat bread, we don't have to grind our wheat, thank goodness. But many people around the world do, and especially back in Jesus' day and before, uh, people would actually have to take and crush their wheat. And prior to that, uh, or crush that in, into a flour, prior to that would have to sift the grain so that uh, you, would, you would try to bounce the chaff off of, the, off of your, the, the good part of the wheat. And that, that little hull would then fly away. It was so light it would blow away in the wind. And you would kind of shake this up and down. And that's what God uses to depict the unbeliever in this world. It, it's hard to find, from God's perspective, any, anything that is more insignificant seeming than that. Now, what makes the distinction between the righteous and the unrighteous is basically this, their relationship to God through his word, or not. Those who are the righteous, who have been brought to faith and given faith in Christ and, and the work that he did for us on the cross, the righteous of God have a relationship with God through his word. And God here uses the picture of a tree that's been planted by streams of water and it's a fruitful tree that, that bears plenty of fruit. 
And so if you happen to be one of those where God has, maybe through your baptism and through his word, created faith in your heart to trust in Christ, to, to appreciate and cherish the forgiveness of your sins, all the sins you and I have ever done because of Christ and his blood shed for us, and because of that, knowing that we have life eternal in heaven, this is the righteous whom God is describing as a fruitful tree that produces great fruit. When I was in high school, I went to high school at a Lutheran high school over in New Ulm, where MLC's campus is today. There was a man attending MLC at the time it was called DMLC. There was a man attending DMLC to become a teacher, and he had a job in town at a grocery store. And he would sit and read his Bible all day long while he was supposed to be working. And his boss kept coming to him, who likewise was a fellow Christian, but kept coming to him and saying, hey, you're not supposed to be reading your Bible right now. You're supposed to be working. And this happened over and over again. And he finally got fired. He finally lost his job for reading his Bible from a fellow Christian. <laughs> and I remember when it was discussed on our campus, one of the pastors who was there said, he was right to get fired for that. Okay, there's a time and a place for us to sit and listen and read God's word. Notice that the passage in front of us doesn't say that you are reading God's law night and day, in other words, all the time, but you're meditating upon it, as you're doing right now. Okay, that means that to meditate upon it means that the Holy Spirit creates this faith in your heart to listen to that word and to trust in Christ as your savior and to have a desire to want to follow God and his commands, his loving commands for our lives and look forward to the, the beautiful home that we have waiting for us in heaven. When that ruminates inside of us, when that is the infrastructure of our thinking and how we approach our lives and our day, God is describing that as meditating upon his word. It's an activity that God himself is working inside of us. Now, God wants us to protect this precious gift of faith. Listen to how he describes the believer. He says, he or she does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. We're not, that doesn't mean that we have to leave the world. We're certainly here living in the world. And yet we don't go and place ourselves in situations where the evil corruption of the world and its thinking will influence us and harm our faith. Notice that the believer, the healthy trees, always have the final end game in sight. Listen to these words. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. May God grant that we all remain good, fruitful trees in his kingdom of grace. Amen.
And now may the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you. Go in peace. Amen.